Shout out to Gary. Appreciate you. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Benny Sources. I am your host, Benny, and this is episode two, officially episode two. Um, as you know, last week I put out two episodes. Um, the Ludacris episode, which was titled Lover Lover. Um, that was the trailer, the official trailer episode. And then I put out episode one which is the Martin episode. If you tuned in, um, please give me some feedback on that one. Um, but today I have a great show in store for you, and I kind of think I already found a way that I'm going to be doing this, the way that I'm going to make it run. Um, so today, to start off the show, I'm going to do a little game. <clears throat> and this game is going to be, I'm going to play a song in reverse, and whatever song that I play in reverse, I want you to guess the name of the song, the title, and the year that that song was released. Just to be a little bit more interactive with the fans and with the people out there. Um, but the only way that you can send me these answers is on IG only i want you to send a message to the extraordinary gentleman page only let me repeat um with your answer you can only reply or send a message to the on the uh, ig page only you can put it in the comments that's if you want somebody else to get your answers but um i prefer it to be um in a message or whatever makes you comfortable but you can't message that to me i want you to message it to the Extraordinary Gentleman IG page only. Um, so let me repeat the instructions again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song in reverse. Um, I want you to send in your message the year, the artist, and the title of the song. And whoever gets whoever guesses the the correct information of all three, and remember all three has to be correct. I will be giving you an Extraordinary Gentleman podcast shirt. Um, and for today, uh, let me cue up the song and let's get that ready. So as we get ready to go, um, let me go ahead and play y'all the reverse clip of this song. And you will get maybe about 10 seconds of it um, now. That's it. So if you know the answer to that song, please send that message to the Extraordinary Gentleman podcast page on IG only. Um, I'm going to continue to play these games throughout the the time I'm doing the podcast and the show. Um, but this is the first the first game. Um, I appreciate everyone for tuning in last week and listening. Um, the feedback was good. Um, but today I have a great show in, in store for everyone. 
it's going to be we're going to talk about as you've seen the post or um some of the 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 things i've been saying this week um but today we're going to talk about jada kiss in 2001 um the reason why i chose jada kiss is because as we all know um he's the versus king for one but also i believe a lot of people have slept on him um Including, uh, including my boy Z and T Rob, you know they don't. I, I'm I'm here today to 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 give them some insight on why Jada Kiss has been doing this for a long time. He has been on the run for a long time, and it's just it's baffling to me that now that all of a sudden now people are just now starting to hear about him. He's been an integral part of rap for a very long time. Um, if you go back to his mixtape days. Um, to everything that he's done in the past, really, you know, he has a lot of his songs, but people are only going to know the commercial songs. Today, I'm here to talk about his 2001 um, year, and as we all know, that was the the year of his his um, his first debut. His first um, debut album came out. He had previous albums come out that year. I mean, well, previous years with um, D-Block and with the Locks as well. But today I'm only going to talk about the year of 2001, Kiss. Um 2001 in specific, because like I said, it's his first album, but also there was a lot of other things going on around his career at that time that people might not know about or some people might know about. But let's go ahead and get on with today's show. And we're going to start with the top of the year what basically what led into his debut album what what led what led to a lot of the activities um going on in that year um i'm going to try to keep it short simple and sweet as well so y'all bear with me but we're going to start off with the the interviews for that year so during this time, um, before the album came out, there was a little riff, riff going on with Jada Kiss. Um, as many people, as many hip hop heads know, it was a little riff going on with him and Beanie Siegel in that same year of two thousand one. Um, some people credit that this started way before that he was going at Hove in um, the Reservoir Dog song. For some people that know, you know, go back and, you know, listen to that song again, do your history. But, you know, today that has been denied plenty of times, so I don't want to talk harp on that. I'm here to specifically talk about the the debut album and then some things that was going on that year. Um, but to start off that, um, he did an interview with uh, Source, Source Magazine at that time. And if y'all know, during our younger years, Source Magazine was the the go-to for, um, I guess you can say, hip-hop gossip. Um, the They were the source, basically. <laughs> Plain and simple. You know, you wanted to know anything. If it wasn't credited from the Source Magazine or Double uh, XL or um, who else was around during that time, plenty of other hip-hop or uh, magazines. If you wasn't around, if you wanted to know anything, that's those were your sources you go to. Um, so basically, according to the source 
you know, he did an interview with Source Magazine, and according to the Source Magazines, allegedly, Jadakiss says that a lot of Philly rappers are biting his style. Um, and during this time, this was around the time that Beanie Siegel was getting ready to, was making noise in the streets, or had been making noise in the streets. And... Of course, Jada had been hot already because of the the Locks albums, um, the rough, the things he did with with Rough Riders. So, if I had to put a st- a timestamp on when a lot of this started, I would say that it started maybe um, his album came out, his debut album came out in August. So, um, I would think that a lot of this came out started during the summer of that year. But back to the story, um, Benny Siegel takes offense to what some of the things that Jadakiss has said in the interview and he puts out a diss called put your hands up freestyle and some of the lyrics on that I'll read some of the the things that he was saying that Benny Siegel was saying on the the diss uh, but I'm not gonna get into too much of it um, but basically um, on the first verse he says uh, fuck the speculation talk over nigga dig this I'm about to sun kiss like the soda and make Jay to the moi. Put his lips on his nine and really kiss the game goodbye. You about to really make me hurt you, kiss. Spitting candy bars. This nigga sweater. This nigga sweeter than a Hershey's kiss. That's just, you know, um, a quick couple bars. But if y'all really want to listen to that, that diss, um, go ahead and listen. But this was, if I'm not mistaken, this was... This song was previewed on the radio station or on a mixtape. Um, and I believe it was a, a mixtape with uh, DJ Envy. Um, if people don't know who D- DJ Envy is, he is um, on The Breakfast Club. Um, he's been on the mixtape game for a long time back then. And, you know, one of the things I want to point out is back then, you know, for, for you to really – um, hear a diss back then or uh, a diss record or a hot track you really had to listen to a mixtape <laughs> a lot of these younger kids nowadays don't probably know what a, what concludes as a mixtape or whatever but um in order back then you know you had the the mixtape drops and they always had the 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 DJ the DJ DJ Envy DJ DJ Clue, DJ Drama, you know, you had all those drops during the the mixtape. So if you wanted to hear something, you know, what was going on, you had to go listen to a mixtape. Um, but anyways, back to the story. So after um, Beanie Siegel puts out this disc, this is where things get a little, a little, um, a little heated, I guess you can say. So, um... I'll get to the, they take shots back and forth all the way up until um, his album comes out, which comes out August 7th. So from the summer to um, August, you know, they're sending jabs. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe Jadakiss responds on a couple of his songs on his debut album, which was called Kiss the Game Goodbye. And that came out um, August 7th, 2001. And that album was released on Rough Riders uh, slash Interscope record. Some of the 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 producers, the 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 artists that was on this, that helped produce this album, 
Um, you had the Alchemist, which he's still relevant in today's hip hop world. Um, you had Chucky Thompson, which he's still relevant in today's world um, hip hop industry. You had DJ Premier. Um, he's still, you know, DJ Premier is one of the all time greats, goats of the hip hop legend. And also you have uh, Ice Pick, but uh, um, I don't know too much about Ice Pick, but I believe I've heard his name affiliated with the Rough Riders quite a bit. So I'm pretty sure that's where he comes from. Um, who else we got? Uh, Just Blaze. Uh, you got a Neptunes. Um, you have Swiss Beats, of course, and you have Timberland. Now, I'm going to go through the track list real quick on this. And the way I'm putting this in sequence for the people out there is I'm doing this his whole time, 2001, from from the beginning of what I felt was necessary, which was January to December of 2001. So I'm going in chronological order from the time the beef started, how things happened, then I'm getting to this album, and then I'll finish up with um, the rest of the beef. So I know y'all probably anxious to hear the rest of it, but um, I'm getting to this album now. So like I said, the name of the album was called Kiss the Gang Goodbye. This was Jada Kiss's debut album. Um, the first song was Intro, which was produced by Ice Pick. The second song was called Jada's Got a Gun, which had a feature from uh, E. McCain and Antonio Stanton. This third was Show Discipline, and that song was actually with Nas. You have your Knock Yourself Out featuring Pharrell, which was also produced by Pharrell, the Neptunes, and Chad. Shout out to Chad Hugo as well. Also, uh, track five is going to be uh, We Gonna Make It featuring Styles P. That song was produced by The Alchemist. Uh, six was None of Y'all Better, which was featuring The Locks, and that song was produced uh dudes by dj premier um track seven was stick yourself which was a skit and like i said on the if you heard the the ludicrous episode back during this time skits were like i said a very 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 important part of an album uh i believe that ludicrous what i talked about last week that uh ludicrous album was in 2000 and this album was in 2001 so skits was very relevant. I want to say from the time, as far as I can remember, skits was relevant from the Chronic album all the way to and eh, maybe 2006, 2007, maybe if even that long. Um, but back to the track list. Um, the next song was uh, "I'm a Gangster" featuring Parlay. Uh, Nasty Girl featuring Carl Thomas, and that song was produced by Timberland. You have Put Your Hands Up. That song was produced by Wayno. And you have uh, Jay Jerkin, which was a skit. And you have On My Way, which was produced by Swiss Beats. You have Cruising. That song featured Snoop Dogg. Um, Kisses Spitting featuring Nate Dogg and Mashonda. Shout out R.I.P. Nate Dogg. Um, you have number track 15, which was called fucking or what, which was produced by Swiss beats. And during this time, Swiss beats, the locks and the rough riders was all locked in. You know, he was a, a Swiss beats for a lot of young kids out there that don't know. Swiss beats was a very integral part of rough riders, the, the DMX era, the, the, the he had that, that, that rough rider sound. He made that rough rider sound. Um, the next track is called um, It's Time I See You, which was featuring 
uh, Drag On, Eve, and Infrared, and Cross. And that song was produced by Just Just Blaze. Um, track 17 was What You Ride For, which was Fiend, 8-Ball, and, and Young One. And for the people out there that don't know, I believe this 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 is Fiend that was with Master P during that time as well. Um, and then you have track 18, which was called Uh-Huh, which featured DMX. And then you have track 19, which is Feel Me, which was produced by The Alchemist. And then you have track 20, Keep Your Head Up, featuring, well, it was produced by Chucky Thompson, which was featuring Ann Nesby. And then he ended the track with a skit, which was called Charge It. Now, this was a 21-track album, which around this time, um, people were making between tracks between, what, 15, 16 tracks. So he put a lot of work into this album, track listing. Um, as far as the 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 this album did go certified i believe it went certified gold if i'm not mistaken but like i said this was a long long track list um during this time this was very common nowadays you getting freaking um 11 12 album tracks um track albums sometimes maybe even you might get lucky with a 15 track album sometimes a 16 track album you know what i hate to say it, but the streaming really just kind of took advantage of artists in so many different ways, man. Like, they're not getting paid fairly, but that's off on another episode I'll talk about. <laughs> um, So, some of the singles off of this album, which were very, very good singles, I might add. But the first single was um, We Gonna Make It, featuring Styles P., and I believe I have a clip for you to listen to. And it is right here. I'm going to just give you a little five-second clip of We Gonna Make It. And... Shit that the government got. Talking money, then you rubbing the spot. Real niggas say that they be wild. We on the Cayman Islands. On the yacht with our favorite album. <laughs> so that was called We Gonna Make It. That song was featuring Styles P, and that was the leading single off of that album. Um, your next single that they put out was the Knock Yourself Out. Now, people might start... People, this I believe this was the single that people started listening to the album on. Um, let me get a five second clip for knock yourself out but like i said this like i said this is the single that really what i believe brought attraction to this album um not saying that this is what made the album but this is the song that made people's ears a little bit more open to listening to this album uh, five seconds. Yeah, double. All I do is get dope, spit flows, try to stay out of trouble. If you're ready, we can move. Just move your hands. I'll tell you how to do my dance, or I might let you play in the garden. So that's um the second single, which was titled "Knock Yourself Out." Uh, like I said, that was the um best single that they put out, if that makes sense. Not the best song, but it was the best single that they that they chose. 
Um, and for the last single that they chose for this album, which was titled Put Your Hands Up, uh, let me get a five second clip for that as well. And right now, that nigga, y'all know that. Bang you in the yard, then slide off on the early go back. So say cheese, already told you. So that was the third single and final single that they pushed for that album, which was called Put Your Hands Up. By honestly, by me, when We Gonna Make It came out, uh, my ears perked up a little bit. But when Knock Yourself Out came out, because of the way that beat was, and Knock Yourself Out, like I said, was produced by. Uh, the Neptunes, um, for the people that don't know, the Neptunes is Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. It has that 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 unique sound to it that that makes you just like, God damn, this shit sounds amazing. Because the, the effects that the Neptunes used during that time was one of a kind. You didn't have many people using using that those type of um, those type of instruments for their music. Um, as far as the videos go, the videos for this album, it was very, very unique. The, as I went back and started watching these videos, so the first video that I'm going to talk about is the Knock Yourself Out video, which was, um, I believe it came out around the same time that single came out which was in 2001. See, back then, you didn't, a lot of people, a lot of these albums that came out, they didn't wait two or three um, years. They didn't try to push an album as long, I should say. So you have an album come out today, and they push an album for, um, if I'm not mistaken, for almost a couple years. Um, during this time, they were pushing they were pushing the album out the gate you know they had as soon as the album dropped they had a video and the single ready and then within the next couple months if it was working on the radio the next couple months within maybe 4 or 5 or maybe 2 or 3 months they're pushing the next single and then the same process again and you know like now they'll push a single com- compared to the music part industry then and now now they'll push a single for damn near a year to try to work that single you know and when i say work i mean trying to get that mug radio play trying to get that trying to get it to be heard more trying to get it to be more popular back then if it wasn't working it wasn't working they on to the next or they felt like hey we have something better let's let's load up let's go to the next one now it's just totally different but um the we gonna make it out uh video came out in 2001 and that was directed by director x which i think is a common common director back then but going back and looking at that video um he had his his model his video girl in this video was melissa ford and for people that that don't know melissa ford was very very popular in videos back then um i guess you can say until uh, can we say the game killed her career or the game um, after he put out that 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 statement um, that she stopped doing videos or did she stop doing videos before then? Uh, I'll let y'all determine that. But um, the video girl for this uh, Knock Yourself Out 
was Melissa Ford. And like I said, this song was produced by uh, Neptunes. And as I was rewatching this video, the the video kind of um, was on beat with the song. You know, you have those little squares and it grows bigger and bigger with the beat, you know. It kind of, you know, it kind of goes on beat with the video as well, which I thought was interesting because a lot of people didn't do that back then. Um, But as y'all can remember last week on the Lover Lover episode when I talked about Ludacris, how they implemented, um, I guess you can say, new songs or a song off the album to try to push the album more in videos. Jadakiss did the same thing with this with this um, video. Um, towards the end of the song, he started playing another song, um, We Gon' Make It. So the last maybe two or three minutes of this video, they're implementing a new song in there to try to get you to listen, to try to get you, oh, shoot, I like that. You know, what song is that? To try to get you to go searching and listen for that song. Now, according to my notes, um, the We Gonna Make It was the first single and Knock Yourself Out was number two. So I'll have to go back to my sources and check to see how they did that, to see how they... um came up with that idea to 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 do that which i think is very interesting by the way you know why would they put that single in the video maybe because like i said that song that we gonna make a song it caught people's ears but it didn't catch people's ears like knock yourself out like i said knock yourself out was to me the the ear grabber the the okay who, this song is hard so we're gonna go back and implement this song in here to try to to try to get you to um go back and listen to this song as well which i think is is a great idea you know why not get you to go back and and listen to that first single as much as possible because like i said they probably were still pushing that that song they probably wasn't pushing the the knock yourself out song as much as we're gonna make it which is the first single so to give you a little um a description on the 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 apparel and the the I guess you could say the influence of the first I can't rem I, I couldn't find nothing that give me specific dates of when these these um videos dropped but after after doing my research I'm kind of convinced that Knock Yourself Out came out first then they went back to and redid Are We Gonna Make It and then they did Put Your Hands Up but to I'll, 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 if, if I'm wrong, please, anybody out there that knows, you know, Jadakiss, that's a hardcore fan, please let me know. You know, I'll admit to being wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, I'm I'm about 95% sure that Knock Yourself Out came out first, then We Gonna Make It, and then Put Your Hands Up. But because, and I say that because We Gonna Make It, the song that was released on the album was totally different from the video they put out. So at the end of Knock Yourself Out video, you have uh, the locks, all of them in the video. They have on white shirts and they're at like a, a, a mansion or whatever, you know, it's a party. Um, and also one quick thing, while looking at this uh, Knock Yourself Out video, I noticed uh, Lamar Odom in this video with uh, 
um, his Clippers jerseys on. And it was also someone from the New York Knicks in there at this time as well. But Lamar Odom was um, in the video. And I'll explain that in a little bit detail um, because I kind of know why um, after listening, going back and listening to a couple of Jadakiss interviews from 2001. But on the um, also the style on the Knock Yourself Out video, um, this was during a time that Jadakiss and Fabulous was having a competition in the putting the bounty paper towels around their head wrapped like a bandana. <laughs> so during this time, you know, if you know, you know, Jadakiss, you know, Fabulous, they always, you know, they're best friends. They're good, good guys, but they were wearing uh, paper towels around their head around this time. And this was on this video. You can see that clearly that he had the, the, the bounty paper towel, um wrapped around his head like a bandana um he was driving around with a lamborghini at a mansion at this time um what was some other things that stood out in this video oh one of the other things i meant to say last week too you know during these videos a lot it wasn't no green screen back then so these guys are spending are spending quite a bit of money to rent out well to rent out houses and shoot these videos you know you didn't have no green screen the all the 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 effects and all that you didn't have all that back then all you did was we're gonna fly out a whole bunch of people we're gonna invite a whole bunch of people over to this house and we're gonna shoot this video raw you know the way it looks we're not gonna put no special effects on the on the people or none of that we're just gonna let it go like it's a big party so that was one of the things i noticed from looking at the ludicrous videos from last week and to the Jadakiss videos from this week. Um, <laughs> so one of the other things was going back and who else was in this video? It was another person in this knock yourself out video. Of course, Pharrell was in it, but it was someone else. Um, it'll come to me at a later time, but on to the next video, which was the, we gonna make it video. So, I don't know anybody out there in there that that listen to music, you know, as quite as heavy as I did or as as I do. Back then, you had you had different versions of of music. You have a you have a clean version, the explicit version. Um, you have a video version, and then you have a of course the the demo version that nobody you know you don't hear too much no more about that version. So. The album version, which was the explicit slash clean version of the We Gonna Make It video, I mean song, was on the album with just Jadakiss and Styles P. Now, when they did the video to this song, Eve had a verse on this song. So it was Jadakiss featuring Eve and Styles P. Which at that time, it makes sense because Eve was on Rough Riders, um, you know, a little promo for her and um you know it, it just looked it was it maybe that was like i said they were trying to push the, that song a little bit more um but this video was interesting because this was they were on um it looked like they were by the water um in front of a yacht and they were trying to um it's like a yacht party or um i guess you can say a boat party or water party or whatever but it looked like they were on the island which i'll explain later on because it makes sense now that i've heard his old um interviews um 
What was I finna say? But like I said, yeah, that was interesting. One of the things that I did take away from that video and also on this We Gonna Make It video, Ludacris was in this video. So this is after, like I said, Ludacris had blown up already because of his debut album or or if you whatever you want to call it. But, you know, according to the music industry, it was his debut album. But he was in this video as well. Now, on the Put Your Hands Up video, it was basically, um, I would describe this video as a a house tour, basically. You know, it's a video with Jadakiss walking through the house. Um, you see, um, basically, it was a Rough Rider type video. Put it like that. It was, it was, it was raw. Basically, Jadakiss walking through a house, and you see dogs um, on treadmills, and also you see um him on stage because they're flipping back and forth like um him on stage as well like doing the concert so he's flipping back and forth then it shows all the locks um a couple of rough rider guys they're walking in and during this time this was when rough riders was you know taking off they have the i think also too before every video they show the the rough rider symbol and they're showing off the rough rider chains and, you know, um, they were really just, you know, putting that image in your head, trying to get you to 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 buy their clothes, um, fall for the brand, basically. Um, so the put your hands up video, it was it was it was a typical um, Rough Rider video. They show up a, a part in the video where they're riding through the streets with the four wheelers, you know, typical Rough Rider stuff. Um but to go back, um, and that was the last video for that um, album as well. Now, before we go on to the next part of the of the the, I guess you can say album. Let's see, I talked about all the features that he had on this album. So let's go back into the the album and let's talk about um, some shots that were fired at other some shots that were fired and then which will lead me to finishing off the rest of Jadakiss 2001 but I want to start with I want to put people on alert that this 2001 was the same year I believe Hove and Nas was beefing as well and also DMX was having a little tiff with Hove as well so on a song as I went back and listened to this song I listened to this song quite a bit so as I went back and listened to this uh-huh song with Jadakiss and uh, DMX, um, it started to make more sense now. It, it, it became more clear on who they were talking to, who, who was being shot at, um, and then let's go from there. But let me get a little clip up of DMX verse on the song uh-huh, and... If this is y'all first time listening to this, or if you know the history, or like I said, I could be wrong for all I know. But me listening to this, it just it just sounds knowing the story now. It sounds like he's talking to someone in particular. Now, who that could be, um, I'll let y'all decide. But don't forget, this is two thousand one. This is damn near twenty years ago. So um here goes a little clip and y'all decide for y'all so i only gave you the crown so i could shoot it off your fucking head
So, as you heard on the first couple bars, you know, DMX says, I gave you the crown so I can shoot it off your fucking head. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'll let y'all decide. I'll let y'all decide who that, who that, who he's talking about on that. Um, but I want to get to another part of the clip where um, Jadakiss um, responds to what Beanie Siegel had dissed him about um, earlier in the year when he responded to Jadakiss's source um, source quotes about Philly rappers biting him and this and that. So this is Jadakiss. This is going to be Jadakiss's, I believe, first time responding to this. And let me cue that up for you real quick. Niggas out, boot the grill. I'll give you a reason why I'm the truth for real. Kiss. I mean he that had to stop eating red meat cause I ate too many Beanie Macs. I'm not one of them niggas and since you so righteous, don't make me send your ass to Allah quicker. Niggas gas you to force your hand. Realistically, you just a worker and your boss is my man. So, <laughs> of course I had to put some effects on there for uh, reasons um, I don't want to explain, but I have the lyrics pulled up so I'll... I'll um, I'll say it for I'll I'll say it. So basically, he said, uh, "Shoot the kill, stomp niggas out, boot the grill." I'll give you a reason why I'm the truth for real. Niggas can't fuck with Kiss. I mean that had to stop eating red meat because I ate too many Beanie Max. I'm not one of them niggas, and since you so righteous, don't make me send your ass to Allah quicker. Niggas gas you to your to force your hand. Realistically, you just a worker. And your boss is my man. <laughs> so during this time, we all know that we all know to this day that Hove and Kiss are tight. You know, that's like they like big brother, little brother. They respect each other on MC levels and they respect respect each other on so many different levels outside of rap. Um, so basically, he was referring to Hove. Um, but this was the first time that Jada Kiss, to my knowledge, had responded to um, Beanie Siegel. Um, and I believe this was, I think Beanie Siegel didn't respond then until, um, a couple, um, a couple times later, but for, we all know for everybody, hip hop heads out there that know, they know that, um, the truth for real niggas can't fuck with kids. You know, um, Beanie Siegel got the, uh, the album called the truth. Um, and I believe that's it, but now let me go back into the next time we will from what doing my research the, the sources that i recall last time they um i guess you can say send public shots at each other um so it was october on 20 october 26 to 2001 when um at a powerhouse in philly now for anybody out there that know Back then, these concerts was was freaking humongous. It was, you know, it were epic concerts back then. And this was a powerhouse at Philly. And I want to mind you all that Philly is the where Beanie Siegel was from. So, of course, like I said, they were sending shots back and forth um, on the mixtape um, circuit. And they had other people jumping in. Um, I believe um, State Property was jumping in, sending shots, along with some other Rough Rider people. 
the locks ended up getting in as well, sending shots. Um, but um, at this powerhouse in Philly on October 26, 2001, Jada Kiss was set to perform there. And mind you that during this time, you know, um, this was crazy for him to even, to me, for him to even go to this, to, to take this job there because of everything that was going on between him and Beans. This was back in 2001. Beans was hot in the streets. Philly was hot. Philly, you know, the the tension was brewing even more because I think I said it got a lot of other parties involved. But um, I believe it was Jadakiss and the Locks. Well, the whole Rough Riders crew, they was all, you know, there at the Powerhouse concert in Philadelphia. And mind you that typically that Powerhouse in Philly was a sold-out um was typically always sold out so as if i remember correctly jadakiss is singing a song well rapping his song and performing and once he gets to the uh we gonna make it song which was like i said was the hit um he stopped to perform an impromptu a freestyle um taking shots at beanie siegel now <laughs> This takes a lot of balls. This takes a lot of guts. This just takes the I don't give a fuck type method. I'm going to blast this dude in his hometown type mentality, which was crazy because, like I said, Philly was on one. Philly don't give a fuck. Philly is, you know, they don't give a fuck. They'll, they'll, to this day, they will boo the Philadelphia 76ers or they'll boo the Philadelphia Eagles if they feel that they're not um, – um performance of their uh, capabilities so you have to be crazy out your mind to think that they not gonna boo you throw shit at you and your and for somebody that's not there <laughs> that don't belong there that's not from there yeah and and to that jadakiss said i believe he did an interview and said that that was probably one of the dumbest stupidest things he's ever done in his young career was performed uh a freestyle a slash beef song in another dude's hometown. A lot of guts, yeah. But I would like to know how y'all feel about that. You know, do y'all think it was crazy? Do y'all feel like it changed um, the weight of the beef? Um, I'll let y'all decide that. But like you said, uh, to continue with the story, though, um, he, the, the, the diss in the, um, the, uh, powerhouse philly um they said he said a line would stand over the body fire again send seagull a wire i'm i'm riding again so once they once he said that uh reports say that they start throwing shit on the stage at, at kids <laughs> now to the, we know we know kids the younger generation know kiss as the versus kiss the 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 god mc you know that that type of jada kiss they don't know this jada kiss this jada kiss back there was 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 ruthless and a lot of report a lot of people say that kiss always have been a character but it's just like now we're getting to see it on the versus stage but anyways um they said that they proceeded to throw things at him and then he was uh he ducked objects and got up out of there so um 
they um after everything they first crossed paths i believe at a charity event this is not so long um i believe a year or a couple a couple months later um i'm pretty sure some parties got involved maybe um i'm not too sure who got involved but i'm pretty sure some parties got involved and told them hey good beef but now it's getting a little you know it's getting a little scary personal shit you know um let's go ahead and cut this out but a report was saying that you know they continued to do the beef because it was pushing their record sales the i believe at this time let me check to see when the truth came out i want to say um the truth came out when did the truth out the truth came out um come on come on come on come on so the truth album came out in 2000 so the truth album was people will say beanie siegel's best album so the truth is out for a year and a half now and jada kiss is dropping his album now but you know it might have pushed sales for the truth album as well so hey why not continue to you know Push the narrative, push the narrative, make it sound better, make the beef go better, make the beef go harder. So they were saying that it was a report that said they kept it going for the sport to keep the to keep each other, um, make sure they they knife was sharp, make sure that they were stand on their toes and they was continuing to get money, money. Um, so to go back on all those videos, I talked about the songs how the feel for this album was um not um it was New Yorkish. I would say it felt it felt to me it felt New Yorkish, but um an interview I listened to with Jadakiss and he actually talked about um the making of this album and where it was made at and how it was made. Um one of the things he did say was that seventy five percent of this album was made in Miami, which explains the um um we gonna make it video like i said that was like a yacht a boat boat party type video on front of the water and stuff so that explains that video why it was shot like that um the um, and i heard on the interview he also said that he that he stayed next door to mick jagger and for a lot of people out there that don't know who mick jagger is let me see if i can pull up a uh, uh, Mick Jagger song for you um and I don't have one ready but basically if you know who Mick Jagger is you know that that was wild that he was staying in in Miami in the um by the water next door to Mick Jagger and he he said that he recorded like four or five songs a night for that album and he finished the rest of the album in LA which probably explains why Lamar Odom during this time was with the Clippers and why he was in the uh knock yourself out video um let's see I believe that's about it um but before I before I go so this is you know this is all of 2001 so his 2001 was very very busy I should say um with the beef with you know Beanie Siegel going on so 
Um, also, his features that year, he only had maybe two features, and he had a feature with on a DJ Clue mixtape, and he had a feature with Bilal, which is an R&B singer, and the, the the song, the album was called First Born Second, and the name of that song that he was on was called Fast Lane Remix, which I think was produced by Dr. Dre. Um, and I believe that's it for today. But before I go, I want to play um a little bit of a clip from a freestyle um that he did a couple freestyles that he did um the rap city the basement you know that was during the that was hot during the time that was a lot of promo during that time um so i'm gonna play a clip from that to let y'all hear you know what he was doing during that time and during this video he has the white bounty paper towel on <laughs> and he's in the basement with big tigger and here goes. Feds taking them pictures, so I hit the garage, switch cars. Slip up, bounce the X5 like I'm driving with the hiccups. Damn, he had the nerve to go and Gucci the seats. And he keep his block flooded like a movie release. Y'all go to the dealer with I go to the jeweler. And everybody got an R. So I rock a Frank Mueller. Ice in a leather band, dice in my better hand. Four, five, six is the numbers. So that was a freestyle from that he did during that year. I guess promo pr promoting the album with uh, Rap City The Basement. Um, for everybody out there that know, Rap City The Basement back then was very, very integral, uh, important part of hip-hop back then. You know, you get in the booth, you spit your bars with Big Tigger, and, you know, you just go ham, promote the album. Also, um, I believe another song that was released you know, a couple years later, um, another song that was released between him and Beanie Siegel came out a couple years later and a diss, but I'm not going to play that. So my basic overall view of this album for Jada Kiss's first debut album, Kiss the Game Goodbye, um, out of 10, I would give it a 7. Um, like I said, you had you had three singles three videos but the uh-huh song with dmx and the song produced by dj premier those are great songs as well and i honestly think i understand why they probably didn't do the song with dmx as a single because dmx was already established at this point um and they wanted to just push uh jada by herself which you know it might have been a good idea in hindsight, but it was a great album. Um, I, a lot of people say that, you know, you don't go back and listen to these albums. But honestly, I keep this album uh, kind of downloaded and keep it on rotation in my playlist. Because <coughs> I'm finna get up out of here because I believe that's about it. Anything else I have? No. But um, I appreciate everyone for listening um very very much and also don't forget um to send that message to the extraordinary gentleman podcast page only or in the comments on the name of the song 
that I played in reverse. If you guessed the name of that song correctly, and remember, I want the name, the year, and the the artist. Um, send that to the IG Extraordinary Gentleman page only, and you'll get um, a free shirt. And on that note, I believe we can get up out of here. Oh, also before before I go, um, let's see. I have a album anniversary um, coming up for. We have two short uh, cocktails. Will be twenty seven years this week, and we have Migos culture will be five-year anniversary on January 27th. Shout out to Migos and shout out to <clears throat> Too Short. Um, legends, legends, legends. And let's give them a round of applause for making that milestone. Um, I think next week we are going to be talking about Usher. 8701 album the reason why i chose that album very 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 underrated album um and it's time for me to get into my r&b bag as as another one um february we have some we have some i have some great content coming out for um black history month i'm gonna be dropping a lot um so not only will you get the episodes on monday for regular but you're also going to get a series i'm gonna do something called unsung heroes and we're going to talk about a couple of people unsung here black heroes that are not talked about enough um i want y'all to let your kids listen to these you know i want to make sure that these other black people are getting noticed as well thank everybody for tuning in and on that note we are getting up out of here Shout out to Jada. <laughs> and we will see y'all next Monday.